Hey everyone, welcome to Heart to Heart, the podcast that brings you inside King Street to explore the people, their passions, and the programs that make our hearts beat. You can expect conversations with faculty that dive into programs and curriculum and spotlight the unique characteristics of a Sacred Heart education. Sacred Heart stands out as Greenwich's only all-girls faith-based school. Yet we stand together with 200 network schools around the world. Our community of diverse and talented scholars, athletes, creators, and doers give us so much to talk about. So let's get started. Nestled into a corner of Sacred Heart's campus is a special place where our very youngest students learn in a small white house, which looks plucked from a storybook. Children between the ages of two and five work and play together in multi-age groups. There's an emphasis on sensory experiences and learning is hands-on, often messy, and always fun. Teachers in the Bear Center are exceptionally responsive to the interests of their young students. And each day they create joyful learning experiences that are directly related to what the children are curious about. I've long been fascinated by early childhood education. At a first glance, it's easy to consider some moments in a preschool classroom as simple play, but really it's anything but basic. A closer look reveals that behind the laughter and chit chat and bright materials lies some very serious learning. Block building introduces foundational mathematical concepts such as size, shape, balance, and symmetry. Dressing up and creating a restaurant in the dramatic play center promotes lifelong skills of problem solving, communication, and flexibility. Art projects? Well, they're actually lessons in matching, recognizing patterns, and fine motor practice. It takes a highly skilled teacher to orchestrate these layered experiences. And what I want to know? How do they do it? I recently had the chance to learn more about my favorite place and the philosophies and practice which drive instruction there. And if I loved the Barra Center before, I am even more devoted to it now. Let's listen to Frederica McGannon, director of Barra, on the value of play and the deep learning that results from this responsive, immersive teaching. I'm here with Frederica McGannon. She's the director of Barra Center and also a parent of Heidi in the 12th grade. Thanks so much for talking with me. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. One of the first questions I have is, and I should also add that I have such a warm spot in my heart for Barra Center because my daughters, Olivia and Isabel, went to Barra Center and I just thought it was a magical experience for them. It was so warm, so creative, and the two of them ran into the doors every single day. They were so happy to be there. So I'm curious about the Barra Center curriculum and if there is a singular philosophy, a blend of teaching philosophies, or where your inspiration comes from for the curriculum, both sort of broadly and then even day-to-day activities. Okay, sure. Um, I mean, just start with a small question. Okay, (laughs) tiny. That's a quick one. I am inspired by the Reggio Emilia philosophy. That's really what I have been trained in in my time before Sacred Heart. The Reggio Emilia philosophy really is child-directed and child-centered. So not in a disorganized way, but we don't necessarily know where the curriculum is going, but the curriculum unfolds based on what 
the particular group of children we have are interested in. That's super responsive. So Reggio is really paying attention to what are the children's interests, where are the children, and then building on that. I'm putting you on the spot. Could you give us an example? Sure. Right now we are studying frogs and that came out of some mustard seed walks. Really one of our biggest jobs as teachers when you embrace this philosophy is listening to the children. We are taking these mustard seed walks in the fall and enjoying everything and discovering new things. And every time when we get to the pond, that's what the children are most excited about. In fact, they brought their parents on a walk and that was the thing they wanted to be sure, the frogs, to be sure to show their parents. So I thought, okay, maybe this is what we want to explore. One important thing is that Okay, I listened, we listened, I talked to the other teachers, maybe we're going to talk about frogs. If we had started talking about frogs and the interest wasn't there, we're turning the page Mm -hmm. and starting from scratch Mm -hmm. and seeing what comes up. But they were, in fact, interested in frogs and we've just had a lot of fun with them. That's the thing. We don't know where it's going to go. We don't know how long it's going to be. We don't know when it's going to end. But I think that learning is so powerful because... It's all based on what they're interested in. It's meaningful to them. Mm -hmm. But as a teacher, it requires you to be quite nimble. It does. And you have to be ready to change gears both in the moment and in the longer term planning. And see the possibilities. So you're studying frogs. And because I read the Bear newsletters, I know how that inspires a lesson on counting. It might lend itself to a lesson on camouflage or what are the Leo Leone books about frogs? And now we have our literacy lesson and it's grounded in this singular moment, but then expands into all these other disciplines and subjects, which is fascinating. So I imagine your creativity must be like burning up all the time. You're thinking of like today we read a Leo Leone book and the main characters were frogs, but we used it as a lesson in sequencing. Oh, you know, we've went, we went through the story. We read the story and just enjoyed the story, revisited some of the things we've learned about frogs. Right. This particular story had amazing vocabulary in mm-hmm. it, an extraordinary egg. So it lent itself mm-hmm. to some good conversation. And then I had just photocopied a picture from the beginning, two from the middle and one from the end of the story. Yeah. And after the story, I spread out the pictures in no particular order. We talked about them and then tried to order them. A very early understanding of the story arc. Absolutely. Oh, that's so interesting. So when I look at Barra Center, I'm so fascinated because these are like the very first building blocks Mm -hmm. and understanding where the learning begins. What are those starting places? is so interesting to me. As a middle school teacher, my students would arrive to my classroom already with such background in skills. Of course. And I love hearing, oh, so this is when they first are introduced to the story arc, Mm -hmm. the beginning, the middle, and the end. It's preschool, that experience happens. That's really interesting to me. I know that Bear Center, there's so much emphasis on play and learning through play. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if you can talk about why And I think it might be Vygotsky or or Piaget, one of them who has that famous quote that play is the work of children, which is one of my favorite things to think about, especially when I watch my own kids Mm -hmm. at work or at play. Why is it so valuable for young children to play? I'm completely with you that that is their work. On our schedule and the way we speak to the children, it's not playtime, it's work time. That I think is a really important 
distinction that we are not telling them all day that you're playing. This is your work and this is how you learn. There's some new programs in Vera Center this year. I found what I think is an amazing program called Storytime Chess. It's been around for, I think, about 15 years. Mm -hmm. And it is absolutely teaching chess through telling stories. And that made sense to me because what do children love? Stories. Stories. And what do they remember? Stories. So the first character they met was King Chomper. And he has a big belly because he eats so much pizza. And so he can only take one step at a time. Uh-huh. They get that. Yep. So we often just put out the chessboard and see what happens. And right. they know how to set up everybody. It's really cool. Bear Center is also a unique spot because it's multi-age. Yeah. So in a single classroom, you might have a two-year-old or even a five-year-old, right? We do. So, and my children having gone through that, I see so much benefit at every age to being the younger, to being the older, to being nestled in the middle. Why do you think that's the decision and how do you see the benefits? I love watching it unfold. I think a lot of times you have, for example, this year, our youngest is the oldest in her family. So she comes to school and is sort of taken care of in a totally different way. And one of our real leaders in the classroom this year is the youngest in her family. So she now gets, because she's been at Barra a while, this is her chance to be the leader and be the oldest. So that I just think is amazing for children so young to get to try on different roles that they sort of understand. And I think it's like life in a family. And I think that's, that's what, what I was what, thinking. You know, that's yeah. what children know right. is family. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a real level of comfort. Yeah. And I think it also brings out a tremendous amount of empathy. I see children who gravitate towards taking care of the younger one yeah. or having a level of patience mm-hmm. with that particular child that they might not have with their best friend yeah, because they really can see, oh, she's little, she needs help. I'm going to hold her hand. So I think you're learning so much more than the curriculum. All of the important skills about being a kind human are really, I think, brought to the surface in that kind of an environment. I always felt like it was a family. All these different age children, it really did feel like a family. In more ways than one, Bear felt like a family when my daughters were Good. there. Oh, Frederica, thank you for talking with Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I love learning about Bear Center. Your students are so lucky to have this experience. Yes, you heard it here. Preschool students playing chess and moving a pudgy king chomper one space at a time because his belly is bursting with pizza. Is this adorable or what? I'm completely enchanted. However, when I first learned about the chess program and the new strings program, more on this in a minute, I was more curious than anything else. These activities seem complex and demanding, requiring critical thinking, memory, and patience that might intimidate even older students. Yet, in my conversations, I realized this is exactly why it's so important to introduce these programs at a young age before we develop the inevitable self-doubts that prevent us from taking risks and trying new things. Here's Dr. Jessica McGibbon, head of lower school, on the value of learning chess early. 
With chess, I've been thinking about chess for a while and trying to bring it into the lower school in general. And it's funny, if you go to a co-ed school, you'll find that it's usually boys who gravitate mm -hmm. towards chess. And so I was looking into this and figuring out like, what's the way to appeal to girls? This is something that is great for girls to learn as a game. It's strategy, there's uh, abstract thinking, yeah, thinking ahead. Right. There are so many good things to be experienced through chess. And so it's like, how do we make this more accessible to girls? And so when I saw the Chess at Three program, it really made sense because it's all based, you learn about each, whether it's the king or the queen, the right. pawn, it's all through a story. So you yeah. learn about how the king moves based on story. Well, Girls love story. Yes. It really resonates with girls. And so I thought, well, let's just try this and see if it's not about making them all master chess players. It's about exposing them so that they're comfortable enough so that they develop this natural interest right. in chess. Yeah. And so it's relational. Right. Girls are relational in general. Dr. McGibbon also shared more about the other addition to Bear's program this year, violins. And if the image of preschoolers clutching tiny violins and plucking Twinkle Twinkle doesn't melt your heart, well, then maybe you'll be impressed to learn the many benefits to studying music and learning an instrument at a young age. It teaches so much. It is fine motor skills, mm -hmm. it's standing at attention, it's keeping your body still. Right. It's a little uncomfortable, so yeah. learning how to be uncomfortable, too. Learning how the strings, you know, learning the different sounds that they make. Right. The earlier you bring it in, the easier it is, kind of like foreign language, right. the easier it is to become immersed in music. And that's the idea. Music is a great community builder. Yeah. It's also just something beautiful yeah. and worth doing for mm -hmm. its own sake. For its own sake. So you yeah. have to just build because it's good. Mm -hmm. I love it. Plan. Build it because it's good. Yeah, build it because it's good and build because it's it beautiful. It's good. And you can see in the children already the fruits of it. The string program is supported by one of my very favorite people, Miss Diane Flieger, a teacher in the Barra Center and assistant to Sean Lowry, our strings teacher. Miss Flieger is also a Reiki practitioner. She is warm, fuzzy, and very zen. She once gave me an impromptu Reiki session, and I nearly melted into the floor. We all need a Miss Flieger in our lives. The Strings program is something that is new this year that I'm delighted to be a part of. It's in Barra as well as in kindergarten. It's an introduction to learning the violin and just very basics for Barra House and listening to the notes, learning how to hold the violin, the sounds and the notes that come out of the violin, but also keeping in mind that this is the first time these kids are learning new vocabulary as far as what is up, what is high, what is down. Down, what is low and remembering to see it through their eyes because it's for the very first time and seeing it with the awe and wonder and excitement that they do. You said something earlier to me that I thought was really interesting because I had never thought about it before. When you use a term like a high note for a child, they would have no prior experience. They would have no idea what a high note means. Right. So how do you guys make what is abstract, concrete, or visible for the younger learners? Using lots of visuals like high to the sky and then twinkle your fingers like twinkle, twinkle, little star, and when it's a low note, going down to the bottom of the ocean, but just a matter of doing it over and over again so they're getting used to hearing the high, high notes and the low, low notes and being able to differentiate between the two, which is new for them. 
In the Bear Center, in addition to the strings program, I know because my children were in Bear Center for so long, there's just so much magic happening mm. all over the place. And I'm wondering if you could share maybe some of your favorite things about being in the Bear Center. Oh, just about everything, really. They're just delicious. Just <laughs> when are. you notice that they're doing something for the very first time and the excitement that they have. Mm -hmm. And also the imagination is just wonderful that they have such an imagination and they do things without fear. I've never done this before. Let mm -hmm. me try it. And for some, there is a little bit of fear factor involved, but they're still willing to try it. Something as simple as feeding the fish mm -hmm. for the very first time or a morning meeting and they have to count the girls and the boys. Things that it's the first time for them and yeah. remembering that. I've always tried to see the world with awe and wonder and magic. So it's even reiterating that even more, for, I think, for me. And it's also a good lesson in patience. Yeah. <laughs> because realizing <laughs> so that true. this is the first time they've experienced some of this stuff. Could you give us a little snapshot, like a day in the life of Bear Center? They come in and they come and unpack, put their water bottles on the counter. Which is like a whole thing for little yes, kids. Yes, it's a whole thing because, <laughs> first of all, coming into the classroom. That's a big separation. And do I feel safe? Mm -hmm. Do I feel seen and heard and all that kind of stuff? But for me in particular, making them feel safe. This is a safe place. I see you. I hear you. Your needs are going to be met, so to speak. Then they have some playtime and then I ring the singing bowl and we start the first group with violins. And then we have morning meeting, which is wonderful, so they can really see how the day unfolds. Mm -hmm. It feels like at this age, so much of their school day is focused on the social-emotional because they're just really raw. Helping oh. them to self-regulate. What do they do typically to self-soothe? Mm -hmm. And then when they do get frustrated, they don't have the language to express what it is that they're nervous or frustrated about. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they just start crying and sit on the floor. So trying to figure out, how can I help you? Yeah. How can I help you to regulate yourself, whether it's through breathing mm -hmm. or sitting calmly and just waiting for them to be able to use their words, knowing that they, a lot of times they don't have the language to yeah. express what they need. That's really hard. It just feels like between the artistic and the creative and the social, emotional and the academic, you guys have it all covered. That's very kind of you. I think in the back of my mind, I always know that this is their introduction to school, mm -hmm. which is going to be for a really long time. Yeah. And to make it a positive experience. It's a joy to be here and it's a joy to be in Barra. I found my home there. I feel like it's a joy to be with you, Miss Flieger. <laughs> You're a joy. Thank you, Miss Monaghan. <laughs> Something Miss Flieger mentioned really resonates with me. She said, I try to see the world with awe and wonder and magic. I think we'd all do well to remember these words. In fact, there seems to be a lot of lessons that us old people can learn from our preschoolers. Take risks, try something new, play often, show others empathy, and cultivate your interests, which may or may not be frogs, but follow them without worry where it will go or when it will end, because there's joy and much to discover on the journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of Heart to Heart. For more glimpses into the world of Sacred Heart Greenwich, an all-girls Catholic independent school, visit our website at shgreenwich.org and follow us on social media at shgreenwich.org.